I'm gonna start recording. Okay, recording now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new podcast that we we've been in the works for a while, trying to find out everything about this. But hey, we're we're trying to make it work out. Um, think think we found a good name for the podcast right now. What what you thinking about our name? I like it. Bad Boys Podcast works. Um, yeah. Hey, in, in case y'all don't know us, I'm Garrett. Uh, I'm Naranjan. And we're, we're fucking huge basketball fans who love to watch the sport play out night in and night out. And, you know, we keep up with every game that goes on, whether it's a blowout or it's a neck and neck type of game, regardless so, of the team. Yeah. So, do you want to get into today's games? Or uh... yeah, let's start off. By the way, we're we're recording this at twelve forty five a.m. on January twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Talking about the games Saturday night, which was the twenty third, and let's start off with our Detroit Pistons, aka. The reason why we named the podcast the Bad Boy Podcast. All right. Um, I want to start off with the Pistons. Yeah. Um, this team, we lost. We lost and we're tanking and I'm fine with it. But there's something different about this loss. One, it was to the Sixers. It was close. Um, they're the best team in the East and maybe in the NBA overall. I'm not sure. Right now, looking at it record-wise, yo, the Jazz, the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers are all tied. Um, the Sixers are, the I Sixers would say, they're the second, they're the second best team because they're twelve and five, while those three teams are twelve and four in the West. Okay, but that's just a matter of playing one more game. Anyway, the Pistons lost yeah. to the Sixers by four. It was close throughout, and uh, especially at the end. Um. But there's the Pistons have lost a lot of close games this year, but there's one that separates this one from the rest, and that is that the rookies got minutes. Yeah, fans have been calling for this forever. Um, one one problem about Dwayne Casey is that he's been playing these old ass vets, and they're not that old, like they're like 32, but guys like Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, who are kind of slowing down the tanking process a bit yeah. and the fact that they're older and we're trying to get our young guys developing. I mean, like Derek Rose is fine for now because Killian Hayes, the seventh overall pick is injured, but like, like Griffin playing 30 minutes while guys like Jeremy Grant is averaging 25 points a night this year <sighs> and stealing his minutes away guys like Isaiah Isaiah Stewart just gives me such bad boy piston vibes yeah he's uh he's like Bill Lambeer um Ben Wallace kind of guy I I think I'm more like a Ben Wallace as a Bill as opposed to a Bill Lambeer just because he's not the Bill Bill Lambeer was a more of a shooting type of-esque center from the outside whereas guys like Stewart and Wallace are more in the paint, and they just have this hustle to them. It's it's an energy, right? They have yeah. this 
and, and I can honestly throw a guy like Dennis Rodman when he was in Detroit in this category too, where basically they're just fucking they're they're lethal defenders and they're just they're high motor too, which just makes their hustling it, it gives them an edge as opposed to to a weaker defender type of guy. Like I'm thinking about like power forwards who are just like they're solid defenders, but they're not like great and they're a bit undersized. Like I'm gonna give like a Daniel Tice, who's yeah. he, he's more of like a paint type of center, power forward esque player. He's smaller, he's like six eight, but he doesn't have the hustle as some of these other guys have. Yeah, um those guys. I don't know if anyone listening has listened to the Zach Lowe podcast. It's called Low Post, but uh, they were talking about Isaiah Stewart and comparing him to James Wiseman. And they said, James Wiseman has size, skill, athleticism, speed, and skill on Isaiah Stewart. But Isaiah Stewart just has the mentality and the the drive that will put him above everyone else. I'm I'm excited to see what Stewart has like like has to offer. I know we're we're trying to get Isaiah Stewart on this podcast, by the way. We that would, a, that would be sick to get um, him here. But yeah, just I don't know when this was, like maybe a week ago, a little less than a week ago. Um the Pistons played the Hawks and that game went into overtime. It was close in the late minutes, and Seku got five minutes. Sadiq Bey got eight. Uh, uh, I just found the game. It was January 20th. The Pistons, I, I believe this is the right game because it was the Hawks in overtime. Yep. Yes, Seku only got five minutes and could only put up one, one three-pointer. He missed it, but that's all he shot, whereas – a guy like Blake, you give old ass Blake Griffin thirty nine minutes a night. Okay, Jeremy Jeremy Grant's okay to get forty one. Give give him the minutes. Let him take that role that he couldn't get in Denver. He can he can take over, but but Blake Griffin has just not been dominant at all this year. Uh, no dunks at all, which is not a Blake Griffin characteristic. But going back to today's game. Um, I wonder what Blake's overall on 2K is going to drop to because it's already been dropping. It'll, like, it'll, I just wonder how low it's going to be end of the season. But Jeremy um, Grant deserves to be like at least an 86 with how he's been playing. Speaking of Jeremy Grant, he fell a little bit. You know, he was – he kind of took over earlier in the season and – now he's hit a little bit of a slump, and I'm I'm confident he can, you know, get out of it. He's yeah. he's shown he can put up good numbers consistently. But three for nineteen today, and two for nine from three. Uh, yeah, that's... only down three assists, two steals, and a block, and only two turnovers. So I think he had a good uh, court presence. He just wasn't able to shoot efficiently. Yeah, hey, that's that's why I'm glad. Some of these other guys stepped up, such as Wayne Ellington, averaging 17 a night. Um, 
Svi Mikhailuk or not a night tonight. Um, Svi putting up 15. I'm glad that Casey played him a lot tonight. I I like that. Um, I like that Casey gave Svi a few more minutes. Um, I'd like to see ideally Wayne Ellington and Svi's minutes get balanced evenly. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Wayne Ellington, he's he's good for this tanking process and he looks good right now, but he's not going to be a long run kind of player. Hey, I, I got a vet that could kind of help us a bit and score. And I would say that he might be the most underrated player in the league. And I don't think we could trade for him or we should trade for him, but I'm just saying like, if he was on our team, maybe it could help out. But Alec Burks of the New York Knicks. Alec Burks. He, he, he just, he just, he just, he's that shooting. He gives that shooting presence off as well as that scoring. Like in the five games he's played, he's averaging roughly 18 points and he shoots efficiently. Yeah. He, he definitely does shoot. This, this year, I, I just pulled up his numbers. He, in five games, he's averaging 16 and a half. On, I'm looking from three, and it's 52% from three. Yeah, his, his field goal percentage is down a little bit, which is yeah, 40%. We're such a high three point shooting percent. Three is insane, especially from a shooter. And yeah, so uh, the Sixers obviously they won this game, but only by four. They struggled a little bit. Um, Joel Embiid did Joel Embiid things, uh, put up 33 14 and two blocks. So I, I think, I think those are some MVP numbers. I think, I think a lot of the reason has to be from the coaching and the shooters around him. Besides Ben Simmons, he plays around shooters. Yeah, you Seth Curry, to... Danny Green, and Tobias. As... And Shake Milton off the bench. East Thibel is not a scorer, but he, he's a clamper. He, he yeah. Can Tyrese Maxey can hit clutch shots. He proved that a rookie that was the 21st overall pick in the draft could have a 39-point game when when Simmons, Embiid, Seth Curry, they're all out. This man, Tobias was too. This man, actually, was Tobias? I don't think Tobias was. Tobias was out. He was out? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Tyrese really stepped up in that time and dropped 39. And Dwight, Dwight as a backup, I'm, I'm liking what he's doing for them. I, I like Dwight Howard there too. Um, he's getting. I think he's being used more than he was in LA, and I think he has a lot to offer for this team off the bench. Uh, yeah, because you can't you can't keep Joel Embiid in for the entire game. Mm. He'll get tired at the end. We've seen it before. Um, hey, um. I got a question for you, Naranjan, but if you can't answer this, then I'm going to ask our listeners to see if they know. But I'm, I'm on the NBA app right now, just kind of looking at scores and whatnot. And 
There's this thing next to the blocks. It says B. It, the initials are B A. Do you know what it stands for? Next because game. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the Pistons Sixers game from tonight, and I'm I'm looking, and I'm not sure what it means. It says Tobias Harris has three, um, Embiid has one, Shake Milton has two, Dwight has one. Um, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll look at it. Hey, um, to all the listeners out there, if you find out what it is, DM against. So their shot was blocked, however many times. Oh, Tobias Harris's shots. Um, he missed eight shots, which means three of those eight were blocked. Mm, uh, yeah, because Josh Jackson has three blocks. I was gonna say to DM us on Instagram about this, but. Um, that makes that makes so much sense now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um now you want to move on to the second game, the Nets. Yeah. Let's let's look at the second game. Um, Nets and Heat. Miami Heat, where the Nets will edged it out, one twenty eight to one twenty four. One thing I'm surprised about this Brooklyn team is that of the big three that they just formed. The person who took the backseat role is the person I least expected, which was James Harden. Yeah, um, I kind of expected it to be Kyrie. I honestly, this this is going to sound stupid, but I thought it was going to be KD, mainly for the fact that Kyrie and James Harden were both going to try to make excuses and whatnot. To- I, I can see KD being the the backseat player, right? He, I, I could see KD mainly because he's been on multiple championship-esque teams where they they have the guy, they, like, I'm trying to think, like, Clay Thompson kind of had to take a backseat on the Warriors. I mean, he still averaged 20 in, this, in the three seasons that Durant was there. But, like, if if he wasn't there – I, I guarantee you Clay could average about 25, 26. Yeah, Clay is consistently going to average 20 no matter where he is. Yeah, and the uh, thing is is that he doesn't need to take to he doesn't need to dribble the ball as much to get his shots. What was what, what was the game that he it was like 50 something points where he on like four goal. dribbles or something. Yeah, it was something insane because Steph just just handles the ball, and if Steph can't get open for a three, Clay Thompson is arguably the second best shooter in the league right now, and so he'll just kick it out to Clay, who could hit who could hit the clutch shot, and that that speaks to Clay's ability to move off the ball. Like he's he's really able to read the defense and know where he can go to get an open shot. Mm. That's that's kind of the thing about Harden that I'm noticing is that he's still taking up the ball a lot. Like but the thing is is that he has 11 he had 11 assists tonight, which yeah, is 11 assists. Kyrie had 7. Um Kyrie had 7. A, a good all-around game from this team. I was a little disappointed with James Harden's performance. He only took 8 shots in 38 minutes, which is Something you don't usually see from James Harden, but Joe Harris stepped up from three. Joe Joe Harris shot eight from fourteen from the field, but seven of twelve from three, which is 
that that's efficiency right there. And uh, twenty three points on the night. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, Three minutes. This this year, Joe Harris is shooting something like fifty and forty five or forty eight or something like that. I got Uncle Jeff Green off the bench. That that's his Instagram name, Uncle Jeff Green, or one of his social medias, at least off the bench. I'm surprised that they're not trying to trade some of these guys. These just deep rotational, not not even rotational guys, just for um for a center who can step up. Although this guy Reggie Perry, he's a rookie this year. He he looks like he can step up. He play. he has a lot of potential there. Um, I don't think he has much though. But I I don't know if the Nets want to sacrifice their depth. Like they already don't have very much depth as it is. Uh, yeah. They ran with nine guys today. But mm-hmm. if you trade whatever Jeff Green and TLC to get a center and maybe a first to get a center, you're left with, you know, DeAndre Jordan off the bench. And your starters are going to look great, but you are going to get killed when, uh, when the second line comes in. I'm honestly surprised Landry Shamit isn't getting the minutes he should be getting. Is he out recently? Is, does he have COVID? Is no, he... uh, I think I think he's been held out because of coach's decision. Um, uh, I think that's one thing... I think it's stupid because he's such an efficient shooter, and yeah. they they're gonna need they need that off their bench, especially if you're gonna. In clutch games where you're gonna need Kyrie and Harden to really step up, but you're also gonna need them to get resting minutes. He is the perfect guy to put in so you can run Kyrie either Kyrie and him or Harden and Shamit. And he could just be that option that shot. Like like we were talking about Curry and Clay, like he could be that guy to just stand there and try to get open on shots and then try to lock up on defense. I, I like Landry Shamit, but he's he's really inconsistent. Yeah. Like, he is he is good nights and he is really, really bad nights. Like opening or not opening night, the last game against the Cavs, which was two days ago, um shot 0 for six and 0 for five from three. And I don't know if they can afford that. Like, wait, that was that was last night. Wait, actually, no, two nights ago. Two nights ago. No, because I forgot it's one one a.m. Um, Troy Town. But yeah, the Heat, Bam Adebayo put up forty-one on efficient shooting. Um, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and, and Jimmy Jimmy's out because of COVID, and Tyler Hero's out. Because of like neck spasms or something like that. Yeah. So hey, they're not that deep. I like though what I'm seeing from Precious Achua, the 20th overall pick. He's a rookie out of Memphis who is averaging seven and five a night. He's good at drawing bench. fouls. He's very physical, good at drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I don't know if this Nets team really has what it takes. Uh, defensive wise, um, 
gave up 41 to Bam Adebayo. Think about what would happen if Jimmy Butler and Tyler Thero were playing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lost two straight to the Cavs, and Colin Sexton absolutely took over. Yeah. I don't know about the Nets. Sexland in the trees, as I like to call them. Yeah. On, on paper, this team looks good, but I don't know how they're going to perform when they're going against uh, elite playoff-level competition night in and night out. I have to say, though, one thing is that I love Miami's jerseys tonight. The the pink fading into the light blue. I'm, I'm not a fan. I like the solid color ones. But. Yeah, I, I do too, but I'm I, I like I like the this year's, especially since the colors of the letters to change That's where they're cool. different. That's cool. Um, um but the, yeah, let's talk about the next game. Um, which is the new Wait, wait, is it the you think in the Pelicans Timberwolves? Yes. Yeah. Hey, no Carl Anthony Towns and no D'Angelo Russell. They're two best players in Minnesota. Yet they win at 120 to 110 as Nas Reed was their leading score. They had four guys who ever who uh, who got five, five who got 16 plus. Nas Reed having 20. Uh, Anthony Edwards having 18, and Jared Vanderbilt, Jarrett Culver, and Malik Beasley all having 16 apiece. What are, what are your thoughts on their scoring tonight? Uh, I liked it. They, I think they could have shot a little better from the field, um, but obviously there are going to be certain players like Anthony Edwards shot 5 for 14, Malik Beasley shot six for 18, which isn't, you know, awful, but it'll definitely bring your overall shooting percentage down. I want to talk about the Pelicans, though. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to bring up something, though, about the Timberwolves and how, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. how Ricky Rubio is really helping their playmaking out when D'Lo is out. Because, say, they started McLaughlin at point guard. This man's not going to be able to step up and be able to really find all his open options as opposed to Rubio. Yeah, Rubio, seven assists in 28 minutes along with nine points. Uh, he turned the ball over a lot, but he he's a, a good point guard. He's good vision. Um, How many turnovers? He had four turnovers. Wow. Mm. Anyway, let's get the Pelicans. Um, I like the Pelicans. Uh, they, I mean, they they don't have the best record. They're five and ten. They're five and ten, but like this team, in two or three years, this team really has the making for something great. Zion is not even close to his ceiling yet. Um, missed all six three pointers today. Which is not something that's going to happen often. So, yeah, that's that's the surprise. That's weird. Reddick, zero for six from the field, zero for six from the three. On a, in a, eleven minutes of JJ Reddick just chucking up six three pointers and missing them all. Damn, that's that's a tough pill to swallow right there. You're Eight. never going to see that. JJ Reddick is a career like 
40 percent three-point shooter or something right yeah and on the Ingram, clippers he shot like 50 percent so In- ingram was hella efficient tonight shooting 11 for a 20 from the field uh having having 30 points tonight how do you do from three okay he he he, he shot poorly from the three point line two for seven 28 percent 29 almost I, I would say that that's that's poor shooting from the three. But if he if he kept his streak up from the field, you eliminate his three point shots taken. So that means he was nine to thirteen from the field. So he should have just kept taking like layups and whatnot. There's and- there's one thing that killed the Falcons tonight, and it's turnovers. Um, mm. The Pelicans turned the ball over 21 times. I, I have 20. Equals 13. I, 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 got, I got different numbers on mine. I got 20 for the Pelicans and 11 for the Timberwolves. Okay, but still quite quite a difference between, yeah. between them. And it's a 10-point game. And if they don't turn the ball over as much, um, obviously once this young team gets more and more experienced, and used to playing with each other, they won't be turning the ball over. Um, but yeah. once you get experienced and J.J. Redick starts hitting his shots, um, mm. this team is going to be dangerous. How, how come um, Van Gundy didn't throw in Kyra Lewis? By the way, I, I despise Van Gundy as a coach, in case you don't know, because he really messed up the Pistons. He ruined the Pistons. He did. He, he, he was the one who traded for Blake, knowing that he had injury issues and we were going to have to pay him a lot. So, yeah, he... And, and we he, weren't contenders. It's not like we were a win-now team and we needed a big man. Exactly. And, and we could have really developed Tobias. I mean, I get it. Avery Bradley wasn't happy. But you didn't need to throw him in a deal for I wouldn't say a washed star because that 18-19 season from him was insane. It was his best individual season ever. I think he put up 50 in a game, but uh 15 Van Gundy should have known that it wouldn't work out in the long run. Um no, he he averaged like 25. Like 25, eight and like I want to say four assists, maybe. Yeah. Either either way, he he was a lethal that year. Um, I despise Van Gundy, but um, at, he's getting Eric Bledsoe like a role where he could just score in this offense mm. as like a third option that can still average like a lot. Well, at least that was tonight how he did. He managed it, but I mean, on the year he isn't having the best year. But just tonight, I liked how he gave Bledsoe all the minutes. And uh, Lonzo Ball, <laughs> quite a good job as play uh, playmaker tonight. Seven assists, one turnover. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, I I I love Lonzo. I have a Pelicans Lonzo jersey. Um. Yeah, I, I love what he does, what he's doing for them, and how how efficient of a playmaker he really is. And I feel like if 
they traded him or if they kept him in Los Angeles for Kyle Kuzma, I feel like it'd be a, a bit more of a struggle in LA based on not as much score and many scores. Like Kuzma can average on in, in a good season like 16 points a night where Lonzo's only going to get you like 11. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to get into the next game? All right. Yeah. So we got the Rockets Mavericks where basically it just proved how, how when Chris Porzingis is not playing that Luca really has to step up and, Unfortunately, the, the Mavericks lost to the Rockets 133 to 108. But Luca is one of the most talented players of this league. I, I honestly soon could say he might be the talent, the most talented, just because of how young he is and how how much he's already accomplished. Yeah. I, I think in the next two, three years, he'll emerge as a uh, top three player in the league um but i want to talk about the rockets here mavericks didn't have porzingis boogie cousins absolutely dominated the paint 17 and 28 points hey but but i gotta i gotta say something like that on the maverick side boban um how do you pronounce his last i always call him marginovic but i think it's like that's what I've heard like Shaq say, because I remember him in Detroit during the 16-17 season. On in 19 minutes, 15 and 12, and four offensive rebounds, which that's that's kind of a lot of offensive rebounds. And he had a plus nine and his plus minus rating. But, but Boogie Cousins, though. Absolutely took over. He put up 33 points. Yeah. Very, very efficiently. Uh, Okay. I have one problem about this Rockets team that I'm wondering when is this going to happen? When are they going to trade away PJ Tucker? Because he just hasn't shown that he's been, he's not happy at all in Houston. And I don't know. I think, I think they could trade him to um, a win-now team. Maybe he could come off the bench as a power forward, but, like, yeah. he's old. He's um, he's kind of small. So – and they're they're past the whole small ball thing right now. They're yeah. past that. Because they have, they they in, have Boogie Cousins. Um, Who? Who did you say? I said they have Boogie Cousins, and James Harden is gone. They're mm. past the small ball thing. Yo, they got this rookie in Houston, Jayshon Tate, out of OSU. He he's he's been he's been a solid piece in the starting five, especially on the defensive end. Definitely. Uh, his his plus minus was eighteen, which was the highest out of any player on the Rockets, and he he he's not one of those box four type of guys. Uh, he only played 19 minutes and had six points and four rebounds and nothing else. But he was efficient from the field. He shot three for three from the field. Nothing from three-pointer. Didn't get fouled. 
and he he turned the ball over twice, but still. But like I that mean, minus. there are rookie mistakes that people make, and uh, like players like Killian Hayes turned over the ball like five six times a game, and obviously with more experience in the NBA, that will go away. But this game was kind of a blowout. Um, if you watch the whole thing, you'll know Dallas kind of came back midway through the third quarter, made it close, and then Houston just mm-hmm. took off uh, and didn't look back. Yeah. Um, Houston's been one of those like kind of weird teams this year where they're really trying to move out of the James Harden phase. But the thing about them that I like is that they can tank if they want to, but they still have the pieces to try to get them to a low playoff seat. Yeah, I think this is going to sound optimistic or unrealistic, but I think the Rockets could finish top four. They could have whatever home court advantage in the West. You know, I've been talking about this for a while, but this is a mock trade I've had for now, now that we've been talking a bit about P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo, and a couple of firsts to Washington for Bradley Beal. What are your thoughts? Because my, my process on here was that, one, these guys all want out. Well, Oladipo probably doesn't want out yet, like out of Houston, but like he, he's just easy to flip because he just got there and whatnot. And he, is, he also wants a contract extension. What too. is uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal going to look like? If right. Go right. Forgot. I, I forgot about that. I was thinking more about Russell Westbrook playing again with P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo, too. Because remember that 2016-17 um, OKC team? Understand, yeah. Um, with, like them, Steven Adams, Ennis Cantor. Roberson. Anyway, uh, do you want to move on to the next game? Um, yeah, so first off, we're skipping the Bulls-Lakers just because it was a realistic blow. Well, it, it was. It didn't – the score itself wasn't a blowout, but that's because, like, the Lakers kept throwing in garbage time players or, like, playing players who don't deserve as many minutes. Like, a lot – like, they're, they played Kalen Horton-Talker who has proven that he can do a lot for them. They, they put him in for 21 minutes. Yeah. So we can kind of skip over that one. And we, we got two more games left. And I, the Golden State Warriors lost to the Jazz 127-108. to But all I got to say about this game is that it was not close from the very beginning. I remember – Right as it started off in like the first minute or two, Utah was up like 14 nothing, 16 nothing, something like that. In the first yeah, couple was, of minutes, it was 14 nothing, like three minutes in. Yeah, it was like crazy how, like, I remember all four of the Warriors starters minus Corey, minus Curry, the other four starters, Ubre, Wiggins, Draymond, and James Wiseman all attempted a shot and missed. Meanwhile, Utah's over here cruising. Donovan Mitchell finished the night 23-7-6. and six. 
on 50, 37% from the, from three, six, two, two or three from free throw. Not terrible. Two turnovers and a foul on plus 28. But I'm, I'm wondering, when is Bo, Bojan Bogdanovic, 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 going to really – Gonna really start playing like he was last year again, because I don't know if he will. Maybe this is his uh, his new role. Maybe yeah. it's a slump, but it's not like he's shooting. He's shooting worse than he was from last year, but it's not so dramatic that it would drop his points per game down to like whatever it is, thirteen. Yeah, hey, one thing I got to say about Utah, though, real quick, is that if the NBA was had the Comeback Player of the Year award like the NFL does, I got to give it to Mike Conley so far based on the things he was doing. He looked very rough last year, averaging about, like, 14 points, something low. Like, well, not 14. It had to have been lower than that. Mike Conley, uh-huh. but he's averaging 16, and he just fits that role in – in Utah to where he's just that playmaking point guard again, kind of like he, where, he, but now he doesn't need to score as much because his opt. I love Zach Randolph. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Cause go green. I'm a Sparty for life, but Mike, but Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol are nothing like Donovan Mitchell. And like, in terms of how he, he's just, He's so young, and he could just lead a team to the playoffs to, at, at lowest, like a 5-6 seed. And Yeah, plus minus for Mike Conley today good. of plus 40. That's something you don't see often. This game was a 40-point game at one. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I like Draymond. I really Draymond like is arguably one of the most I would say arguably a top five most impactful player of all time just because of everything he does for that Warriors team. Every year he he's very he's been very impactful other than last year, but that's because he was battling injuries a lot and so were Steph and Clay. But uh, but he, he just played the most games of the three of them. So that's why I kind of looked more like a down year. But he was still out a lot with injuries. But either way, he's a top five most impactful player because he doesn't need to score to play, to just lock everyone up. He can guard the one through five. See, here's one thing is that I don't know how well the Warriors team would do like in like the 16, 17, 17, 18 team when they had Durant without Draymond. And like even in like the earlier days, 14, 15, 15, 16 teams where they went like 73 and nine and they had like a 67 and 15 record. But like if he wasn't there to clamp up, then they'd be letting in as many shots as they're taking from around. Probably, probably less. There, there is um, – he does everything that that isn't scoring, basically. I mean, he scores the ball, but he he rebounds 
exceptionally well. He assists. And the one thing I like about Draymond is he is a great mentor. Like, yes. if you've seen the video of him, actually there are multiple videos of him like kind of teaching James Wiseman what to do and showing him, you know, where he could have cut to the basket or, or bodied someone up. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, he's a great locker room person. He's a very valuable leader to have on, on the team. And that's why Draymond, I, I feel like Draymond could do well as like a coach, but I really see him more as more like an anchor on like ESPN. Yeah. Like a, like a color commentator. Yeah, and I'm excited to see a Sparty on those other than Jamel Hill. We got Jamel and Draymond both. And and also, um, what's his face announcing the Pistons? Greg Kelser. I met Greg him. Um, Greg Kelser is cool. We all love Greg Kelser. Um, he was okay. on the 79 team. Let's get into the last game of the day. Um, the double OT. Double Nuggets. overtime. Yeah. The Nuggets Suns. Nuggets beat the Suns. Um, Jamal Murray hit a huge shot at the end of regulation to tie it up, uh, send it into overtime. Hey, one thing about Jamal Murray, I don't love how he plays. I don't like it at all. But I, one thing I know about him is that in the clutch moments, he can step up. But For just sure. like, when it's not clutch, I think he plays too sloppy. He, he takes some really, really bad shots. Like, I think once he takes the first step on a drive, he knows exactly what he wants to do with it, and that's not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he has messy, uncontrollable layups and missing them. He, he hit them a lot in the bubble, but now he's missing them. You know, you know who needs to be more of a scorer? on that team is Gary Harris in Denver. I get it, Denver won tonight. He, he played 36 minutes, and he only had 10 points, shot the ball only eight times, went three for eight, three for six, though, from three, which means they only have him just chucking up shots from deep, which technically means that if he didn't shoot those two shots in the field, that he, he could have went 50%. And he, he made one, missed the other free throw. But still, they, they need to incorporate him more because he is their mo- their best perimeter defender in Denver. And that's why he gets a lot of the minutes during overtime. Even though he's not a scorer, he can lock off your, your best guard. Um, Jokic did unthinkable things today, 29, 22, and 6. Yeah. Is he is he still leading the league in assists? Um, I, I doubt it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to look right he, now. He had that one 18 assist game that probably bumped it up a little bit. But. Yeah, this, this year he's averaging 25 and a half, 11 and a half, and um, um, 9.9. Yeah, he's, he's an 11 assist game away from averaging a triple-double. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be something to see Jokic average a triple double as a center. Not 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 just not just Jokic. It's a, it's the fact that a center is no no. When in the history of the NBA did you ever expect to see a center averaging twenty 
or sorry, ten assists a game. And you saw fucking Shaq was out there twenty years ago, hooping. Never would you have expected a center to be passing as much as Jokic. But either way, the Jazz put up a good fight, and that that shot to push it to double overtime by Jay Crowder, whew, lethal. That's yeah, why, the, the, that's why the Heat traded for him last year for the playoffs specifically because they know he can hit clutch shots while also being he's, – he's a great 3 and D type of power forward, small forward. He's a bit smaller than a lot of those guys, but he's just clutch like that. The top, the top six in assists per game over the course of a season are – Jokic this year, Wilt, Wilt, Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. That's that's insane. Uh, how he's literally the best passing center since what? Yo, right now he's second in assists currently behind James Harden, the newly acquired Brooklyn Net, followed by Lucas third, Chris Paul fourth, Trey Young sixth, or fifth, Ben Simmons sixth, LeBron seventh. Malcolm Brogdon, eighth, Kyle Lowry, ninth, and Draymond sliding in at that 10th spot, Draymond Green. Um, you said he's second behind James Harden? Yeah, Harden's one, Jokic it's, two. It's not that difficult to get um, assists when you're playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So but the thing is, is that when one of their assist numbers is going to go up, the other, whether it's Kyrie or Harden, I'm not saying KD because KD is not the type to pass as often. But one of them, one of their assist numbers are going to go up. Meanwhile, the other's assists are going, going to go down. And that's the exact opposite when it comes to scoring. Mm. Is that when Harden is scoring out of his mind, or, well, now, right now, it's Kyrie. Harden's going to take a backseat. And now Kyrie's, on, or sorry, Harden's only averaging 25 points per game which makes Bradley Beal the leader in scoring this year, which is crazy considering the fact that he's playing with Russell Westbrook. I'm surprised that pairing isn't. I think, I think um, James Harden and Kyrie Irving have gotten past their um, their attitude, like, I want to win and I want to be the man. Like, Kyrie was didn't want to be overshadowed by LeBron in Cleveland. Um, James Harden kind of wanted to do it himself in Houston. And now I think they just want to win a ring. Like, they don't care who, who it is. Exactly. And now that they're playing together, as well as Katie. Also, I heard um, Kyrie say the most bullshit thing I've ever heard Kyrie say, is that this year is the first time he really had another guy who could score. That's what he said. Yet this guy played with LeBron. He played that, with Jason Tatum. Didn't he say something like, uh, like he's happy to play with Kevin Durant in clutch situations because he wants to be, it's the first time he's been with someone who can make the shot other than him. That's, that's, that's what it was. That's and Kevin, what it was. Kevin Durant has missed like four game winners already this season. Yeah, that's that's crazy though. I think I think there's been scenarios where one of them misses and then the other one shoots and that also misses. So it's funny that like he says that. 
But this man played with LeBron, another insanely clutch player. With Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who weren't weren't like how they are now, because Tatum's first All-Star season was Kemba's first season in Boston. And Jalen Brown will probably be on this year. And I've Kyrie's playing in Brooklyn. So he never really got to play with those two. And while they were like playing star level and not just like other options. What are your thoughts on that? Um I don't know. I mean, I think I think you hit it. Uh you got it right. So yeah. let's let's wrap this up. Uh it's getting late, but first before we wrap it up, I want to hear your front runner for every award. So right now for MVP, I, I probably gotta go as of to as of this moment. I gotta say Joel Embiid, just because he's the front runner in the East, and that he also is literally just carrying the Sixers. But I got a dark horse to that one, and it's because his team is tied for the best seed in the West. And he's scoring out of his mind, and that's Donovan Mitchell for Rookie of the Year. I got, I got Lamelo Ball, even though he's coming off the bench because of his impact and on Charlotte this year. And my dark horse, or like kind of runner up slash dark horse, I'm gonna do is um, I'm gonna say this one's my runner up, Tyrese Halliburton to Sacramento. He's kind of playing like he'll be that second option, that guaranteed second option, finally that that Sacramento's needed for a while instead of having to choose between guys like Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich when he was there, uh, even Rashawn Holmes and Pneumonia Bielisa. For sixth man of the year, I got Jordan Clarkston, also in Utah, just because – He's just really scoring efficiently on that team. And he's playing pretty well off the bench. And my, my runner-up, just because he's the sixth man on the best team in the league, tied for the best team in the league, and just because he won it last year as well, I'm giving it to Montrez Harrell. My deep points tough defensive player of the year award. Honestly... Kind of a sleeper pick, but because of how efficient he's been doing, it's tough to say this as a Pistons fan. Like, it's good to say, but it's tough because he's not with us anymore. Andre Drummond. I don't, I don't know who a runner-up would be, but I'm going to throw Andre Drummond in that conversation just because he leads – He's for a while he's led centers in steals. This year I believe he's third behind, like, Larry Nance Jr., who's his teammate and Nikola Jokic, but his rebounding numbers are very impactful. The Cavs went from, like, the 27th-ranked defense to the third this year. Even though their offense is kind of lacking, their defense is made up for it, and I think a lot of that has to be on the Drummond trade. Now, my most improved player, I really don't know who it is yet, but as of right now, I'm going to go with like a CJ McCollum just because earlier on he was looking like that number one option 
in in Portland over Dame Damian Lillard because he was averaging more points and playing a lot of minute, playing as many minutes, if not more, than him. But I'm gonna give like a runner up to Jalen Brown just because he's been stepping up for Boston as well, and they're like a high playoff team too. I believe they're are they still second in no they're fourth. They dropped to fourth in the East. I also have to give another front runner for MVP candidate that's kind of underrated. But I also got to throw DeMontis Sabonis in there of the Indiana Pacers just because he's really stepping up this year when a lot of their guys are are dealing with injuries. Karis Levert's going to be out for a while because of what was it in his kneecap? What 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 they find after the trade hap occurred? I think it was his liver or his kidney or something. They kidney stone. It was like a kidney stone. I yeah. Um, and Miles Turner's missed time. And although Miles Turner is very impactful defensively, I don't know if you've seen, but he he was like first in blocks this year, and he just can play the paint. Uh, I feel like if they trade if they trade Miles Turner though. That they're losing so much. Like, they can't start Sabonis at center because he lacks defense, but on offense, he's a threat. What What are your candidates for awards? Well, I'm, I don't know about coach award right now. Um, yeah, coach of the year award is just going to be whatever, whoever the best team, which we don't know. I'm going to go with actually coach of the year real quick just because um, he got fired and now his team's the best in the East. Give, I'm going to give it to Doc Rivers of the Sixers. Okay. Followed by actually another East coach, um, Nate Bjorkren, just because it's his first year and they're the second seed right now. But I could also see it going to Quinn Snyder for the Jazz finally. Um, okay. So MVP, I'm going to say Joel, just because, I mean, he's been carrying the Sixer team, you know, averaging mm. like – 35, 40 minutes, um, putting up great numbers, uh, a great presence in the paint. Um, rookie of the year, I'm going to go Tyrese Halliburton as my front runner. He's just, he is so efficient and fun to watch. Um, I, I definitely think that he could be the future with, uh, with De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, and maybe if they get Marvin Bagley going, he could be part of it as well. Uh, sixth mm-hmm. man of the year, I'm going to give it to my guy Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think the Jazz are going to perform better than expected, and it's going to be because he's uh, kind of leading that second rotation bench unit. Um, what am I missing? Most improved player is going to go to Christian Wood. I I miss him in Detroit, but... Eight million a year. What the fuck, Detroit? I I heard it was was 11 million or 10 million. They offered him the mid-level exception. And he... But Christian Wood, I miss him in Detroit, but he's been unbelievable this season. And finally, Defensive Player of the Year. Is that right? Yeah, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Clint Capella. 
Interesting. In his last in his last four games, he's put up four blocks, three blocks, five blocks, and ten blocks. He had a triple double with blocks uh, two days ago. Oh, oh, by the way, we forgot about somebody on the um on the most improved Christian Wood. Or not, Christian? not Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy I said that because I was singing Pistons, and. Uh, uh, yeah, up. he he's definitely up there, but I say Christian Wood edges him out right now. Yeah, um, just I don't know how good Jeremy Grant's going to be. His performance has dipped a little bit lately, but I'm sure he'll still be great. Uh, how how far the Rockets are the 12th seed right now, currently in the West. So yeah, I wonder if he'll still be able to win it, even though his team is not performing well. But hey, either way. This was a great show, and we're, we're going to try to do this a lot. Yeah, we don't really have a regularly, like, scheduled thing. Um, we're going to try to get some player guests on. Uh, we're going to try to just get – We're winners, coaches. You we've know. been contacting, like, social media people, too, who are big out there in those platforms, like the guys on Through the Wire podcast, and I've hit up some celebrities, some local guys from Detroit as well um, if they would want to be on too but yeah that wraps up the first episode of the bad boys podcast um we hope you enjoyed listen to the whole thing um yeah. let us know who your award picks are so far um, hey follow follow us on social media my my instagram is at garrett kirstner my twitter is at gkirsey11 yeah that's this my twitter in it yeah um my instagram and twitter are both at neuronjan gfx that's n-i-r-a-n-j-a-n-g-f-x and my my instagram is at g-a-r-r-e-t-t-k-i-r-s-c-h-n-e-r my twitter g-k-i-r-s-c-h-y-11 like one one so yeah thanks for watching uh we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time on the bad boy podcast